0: Welcome into another edition of the On Panthers podcast, a part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday through Friday, your team every day. Make sure to watch the show and subscribe to the show over on YouTube, 750 subscribers so far. Let's get to 800 by Friday or at least by Monday of next week. Where our next goal. We'll be getting to 900. We want to be at over 1,000 by time the draft rolls around next month, April 28th through 30th, down in Las Vegas, Nevada. And also, make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. You can also check us out on Spotify and Google Podcasts and all the other amazing podcasting platforms out there. And be sure to follow me on Twitter, at Julian Council, where every single Friday... Like tomorrow, I answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions. So either at me at Julian Council on Twitter or DM me at Julian Council on Twitter. And you can also leave a comment on any of the videos on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday of that week. I'll go through the comments, find your mailbag questions, and answer them on Friday. We are just about a month away from, I think, 29 days away from the NFL. Draft down in Las Vegas, Nevada, and there's a lot of conversation about what the Carolina Panthers are going to do with the sixth pick. And to be honest with you, I have no idea what they're going to do. At this point in time, looking at free agency and how things played out, there are two glaring holes, quarterback and left tackle. Should the Carolina Panthers go quarterback or should they go left tackle? It's a conversation we're going to have here shortly. But they're the two needs that they have on this roster that are very obvious for the Carolina Panthers heading in 2022. A lot of people don't want to see Sam Darnold this upcoming season. I've been someone who's quoted to say that, hey, I'm kind of cool rolling with Sam Darnold as long as they're not giving up any more assets. And it looks like the assets they potentially would have given up for a quarterback like Deshaun Watson. Well, that didn't work out. And there's other quarterbacks out in the market like Baker Mayfield and Jimmy Garoppolo, who I also want to talk more about later on in the show who don't seem to be on the trade block and someone the Carolina Panthers are very interested in bringing in for the price that the Niners and Browns respectively are looking for. So that leads you back to a rookie quarterback being the best option, even though Sam Darnold probably makes the most sense for them this upcoming season, as long as they're not going to waste any valuable capital and they don't have a ton of cap space to add another salary, which you can bring in a rookie quarterback to do that. Looking at the mock draft still going on, you see him day in and day out, Mike Tannenbaum, of ESPN.com a failed general manager for both the Miami Dolphins and New York Jets has that in common with Adam Gase who failed as a head coach with both the Jets and the Dolphins there in the NFL and the AFC East he had his own mock draft on Wednesday and he talked about the Carolina Panthers should take Kenny Pickett with the sixth overall pick saying yes the Panthers still need a left tackle and Icky Aquanu is still available but as the standing GM and thank God he's not our GM I'm instead thinking about the most important position on the field. Carolina missed out on Deshaun Watson, did nothing to address a glaring weakness at quarterback. It's a consequential year for Coach Matt Rule, and the Panthers need to start putting wins on the board. Pickett has 49 career starts and is the most NFL-ready signal caller of the bunch. Maybe it's a slight reach, but we're talking about a quarterback who could start right away for a team that desperately needs a better option. Which leads me to the question, is starting a rookie – like Kenny Pickett, a better option than Sam Darnold for the Carolina Panthers. I repeat, if the Panthers are going to take someone at six, that is a quarterback, that quarterback should be Malik Willis. Even if that means that he sits out for a year and the Panthers have to start Sam Darnold, I would rather have Malik Willis in the upside or supposed upside that he has than taking Kenny Pickett, who I'm just not convinced. I saw him in college. I've told y'all plenty of times, was not good, wouldn't have been drafted likely until this past season where he showed a lot. And yes, he's the most pro-ready, according to the experts. But there's just too much I've seen to believe that Kenny Pickett is going to be a high-level starter or even better than Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold was good his, his first year starting at USC, struggled turnovers his second year. But the thought was that he was a top-five pick, which is what he landed on being. Where Kenny Pickett, there's no one out there on their NFL big board that thinks that Kenny Pickett... Is a top ten pick or even a top twenty pick? So why would that be the better option for the Carolina Panthers? According to Mike Tanamo I, I don't really see that. I don't even necessarily believe that Malik Willis would be the better option for the Panthers starting in 2022. I, I know that there's people out there who are anybody but Sam Darnold, and I understand that. I did not want Sam Darnold here from day one. I was one of the first people out there that said this is not going to work. The guy can't play, and some people didn't like that. We got to the season. I was proven right that he cannot play, but I'd rather see what Sam Darnold can do now with a better offense line. Fingers crossed McCaffrey's better, and we can see whether Robbie Anderson, some of these receivers, can step up this upcoming season and where the offense is. Much better situation, you would think, now than the one that he stepped into last season, although we all believe that he was stepping into a better situation than that he had in the previous three seasons with Todd Bowles at his, as his rookie head coach there. And uh, as as head coach of the Jets his rookie year and an Adam Gase the previous two years. And that did not play out for the Carolina Panthers and for Sam Darnold in 2021. Either way, I feel like Matt Rule's probably screwed. And this is why I've said from the beginning, the Panthers are probably SOL at quarterback. I did not see any of the top guys like Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson wanting to come here. Deshaun Watson, I also thought maybe they'd have an opportunity, but I was never all that confident that he would be a Carolina Panther. I did not see the Saints and Browns and Falcons becoming involved. And have these things not happened last year, maybe he's a Panther. But David Tepper, who talks about being aggressive, was willing to give him the contract that the Haslam family and the Browns did, he'd be a Carolina Panther. And I understand that y'all didn't want to give up draft picks. I'm just pointing out Tepper, who has been so desperate for a quarterback. It came down to money in the end. And I think it's also the risk of what's going on legally with Deshaun Watson, those 22 civil cases. I just point out, he did not hide his interest in Deshaun Watson. And then when it all came down to making a decision, didn't want to guarantee money. And at the end of the day, that's all it came down to. So they were never, I felt like, in a realistic spot to land any of those top quarterbacks, even though that's what they want. And Scott Federer said it last week, and it's become apparent that the best option for the Carolina Panthers would be in terms of trying to get a quarterback that can be your franchise quarterback is to draft one and develop one. In 2023, that might be the best option for them, having a rookie quarterback starting instead of Sam Darnold. This year, I don't know if it's going to end up being the best option. They need to get one either this year or next year. And I wouldn't mind them getting one at six. and I would not be shocked at all if they get one at six. I just am hard pressed to believe that starting Kenny Pickett or Malik Willis is going to lead to any more success than the Panthers would have by starting Sam Darnold. And that's coming from someone who, frankly, does not believe in Sam Darnold and, well, doesn't believe in Pickett either and is pretty wait and see on Malik Willis. I'll support either Pickett or Willis if they start next season. And we'll see how they develop. I'm just not high on what they're going to be able to achieve in 2022, especially for Matt Rule, who I know a lot of you want gone anyway, who needs to win next season. And if they do take Kenny Pickett, that'd feel like Matt Rule taking control. But as I told you earlier this week, after looking at the pro days last week and and Matt Rule and Scott federer saying the Panthers um, order had changed, pretty obvious that the top guy that they're looking at is Malik Willis. Well, there's also other options that they could have there at six. And left tackle is the option. I've been pounding the table for years, begging the Panthers to draft a left tackle. And now they are in the best position they may have ever been in recent memory to take a left tackle there in the top ten. Iki Aquanu, Evan Neal, if they're there, should the Panthers take them? Or should they go ahead and just address the quarterback spot? We'll get into that conversation here in just a moment. After months of playing college basketball has determined the top teams for the final four and will determine this year's national champion this coming week. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info from all the latest odds, contests, and player props. You name it. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports developments, including podcasts and reviews for all the leagues this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information needs, including live betting, and your favorite Vegas casino games, head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online, where the game starts. I feel like the month-long debate that we're about to have here as we as we lead up to the NFL draft coming up next month in Las Vegas on April 28th, the first round at least, will be whether the Panthers should take a left tackle at six or take a quarterback at six. Again, as it's been stated numerous times and will continue to be stated as we caught him. We're in that point in time where it's just going to be the same conversations because we're sitting here waiting for the draft to happen and maybe new rumors will pop up. I don't know, but the Carolina Panthers... And then we look at the quarterbacks, none of them seem to be worth taking in the top 10. That does not mean that none of them will go in the top 10. Matt Rule said on Tuesday when speaking to the media down in Palm Beach, Florida at the NFL owners meetings that he believes that one of those quarterbacks, maybe even multiple of them, and he's not the first one to say that, will go in the top 10. And and we'll see whether that happens. If it happens, it would make sense that Carolina at six would be the first team to take a stab at it, and then Atlanta at eight, despite having Marcus Mariota and not getting paid a ton of money, that would make sense for them to go try and grab somebody, especially if it is Malik Willis sitting there, who is kind of a home, not a hometown hero, but could be having been from the Atlanta area growing up. So we'll see how it all plays out. But looking at it right now. And I saw Ellis Williams from the Charlotte Observer, him and Jonathan Alexander went out and did a mock draft. And according to some sources to him, uh, the Panthers would like to either draft Malik Willis there at six, Ike Aquanu or Evan Neal. So if it comes down to those three, who are you taking? You got two left tackles. he got one quarterback. I know a quarterback, Malik Willis, who dazzled everyone last week at his pro day at Liberty up in Lynchburg, Virginia. He looked incredible. And when watching him and the demeanor and just his personality and the smile on his face and how he communicated with his teammates, the leadership, that's something that the Carolina Panthers sorely missed at the beginning of last season when Sam Darnold was here. And that's just Malik's personality compared to Sam Darnold's personality. Sam Darnold's not a rah-rah guy. He just goes out there and he's quiet and he tries to lead by example. Unfortunately, that example is leading the team to lose because he's not very good. And the offense, despite all the other challenges that it had, was not elevated by Sam Darnold like the Carolina Panthers had hoped when they traded a second, fourth, and sixth round pick to the New York Jets to bring him in, a young player who they thought that they could develop. And so far, they have not developed him. And that's on the Panthers. It's also on Sam Darnold and just his inability to take coaching and to get better. And I don't know if he ever will. And at this point in time, I just have a hard time believing that. But Sam Darnold did not have a personality that inspired a ton of confidence when the team's not playing well. It might be different. Hey, you can be a rah rah guy and you can be someone who can inspire the team if they're not if they're down and out, they might believe in you, but you did not see a ton of belief. When Cam Newton came here, you could just tell the energy levels had completely changed on that sideline with the absence of Sam Darnold and Cam coming in and the team playing well. Now it's P.J. Walker who started that game, who played the majority of the quarterback snaps. But Cam had those two impact snaps, scoring the touchdown on the first two plays that he touched the ball. And everything just felt different. And same thing with the game that they lost to Washington in home camming and Ron Rivera coming back to Charlotte. Everything felt different with Cam there for the first couple weeks. And then, you know, everything fell apart. Because it just wasn't a good football team. Coaching issues, offensive line issues, play calling issues, defensive run stopping issues. They were special teams. It was all abound that although you have the energy, you still need to fix some of the other things. And I feel like so far, looking at special teams, bringing in Johnny Hecker, a four time All Pro. And then also re-signing Zane Gonzalez, bringing Chris Tabor, who consistently coaches top 10 special teams units, and the the moves that they've made on offense with the offensive line, and bringing in Bradley Bozeman, who could either play center or could play left guard, and also adding Austin Corbett, who just won a Super Bowl at the Los Angeles Rams. They made a lot of positive moves that makes you feel like, okay, those holes that were exposed despite bringing in that energy, and maybe the um, confidence that te- that the team got from when Cam came back. Now that's filled. Now could you add a personality like Malik Willis, who's young, needs to learn, maybe doesn't need to learn by sitting out or on the job, maybe halfway through the season? I don't know. But Would you rather have him or would you rather have a left tackle? Evan Neal, who Alabama had their pro day on Wednesday, he tapped in at, what, 6'7", 340. Good God. He is just an Adonis, runs like a Goodell gazelle not goodell gazelle and um just can block anything and coming from alabama sec they continue they consistently put out top tier offensive linemen. one of them's on the roster down bradley bozeman would you not love to have those two guys playing on the left side and the panthers have talked about they're not going to pass up a type of player especially at that position when you talked about the conversation whether Brady Christensen should be the left tackle or not, they didn't want, they could find someone who could be there for the next 10 years in the first round, especially someone who had a first round grade on, which they would have with Quanu and with Evan Neal, opposed to Christensen, who they had a third round grade on, second grade, second round grade on at, at guard. They would do that. And it would make a lot more sense to take the top tier tackle talent. Now it's all a crapshoot. I think the bus potential is far greater of a quarterback than it is for a left tackle. But we have to see how it plays out you would feel pretty confident in Evan Neal's ability to be there for 10 years, hopefully, as long as, you know, he pans out and he can get contracts and negotiated and he, they can keep him here in Carolina. I'd feel great about him being there for the next 10 seasons if possible. Iki Aquanu now that James campen's here, the offensive line evaluation has probably changed, where I think last season, as we saw for Sean Slater, who the Panthers didn't view as being left tackle, they might have the same conversations had they not brought in Campen and thought that is more of a guard. And I've seen Mel Kuyper Jr. and other NFL draft analysts come out there and say that they think he's more of a guard, but he can play tackle. He had his pro day on Tuesday. Down at NC State, he did most of his workout at the Combine in Indianapolis. The only thing he did was bench at NC State. He's shown that he's proven enough, enough through three years of tape and what he did in the pre-draft process in Indianapolis to where teams should know whether they want him or not. And just to think that the Panthers had those three guys on the board and they go with a quarterback who might not even play this season, that would be tough to swallow. The better players. According to everyone out there, or Neil and Aquanu, would you rather have the better players or take the risk? And it's all a risk. There's no guarantee that Neil or Aquanu work out. But it's, would you rather take the more calculated risk of, hey, let's reach for that quarterback. Hopefully, it works out. Whether he plays this year or next, or go get the potentially steady presence there at the blind side for Sam Darnold that season, and then whoever comes in maybe next season when they would absolutely have to draft the quarterback there in the first round. I'd probably lean left tackle, although I understand all the hype surrounding Malik Willis and why you would want him there. But if it's those three for me, give me Ike Okwano or give me Evan Neal, probably Neal, Okwano, and then give me Malik Willis. That's how I, I would want to go there at six. Get the left tackle figured out. Ride with Darnold see how it plays out. You believe in him last year. You or you think he's going to take a major league this year now with Ben McAdoo? Well, if that's the case, if you really believe that, then you should be adding a left tackle. And then seeing what can happen moving forward this upcoming season, if it doesn't work out, Darnold's gone, rule's gone, new head coach is here. Hopefully, young, offensive-minded guy, like that's been the league trend. And then you can go out and get a rookie quarterback who's going to be in a great situation with a left tackle who's here to stay, a right tackle who's here to stay, Corbett there at right guard for at least two more seasons. Hopefully, if everything works out, a center either an elf line getting cut or Bradley Bozeman getting re-signed, sticking there, and then Christensen. Deontay Brown or some other combination you'd feel good about that offense line with a rookie quarterback this year's offense line still would feel good about it Scott Federer said the same but are you gonna really pass up on the better player to reach for a quarterback who might not play this season I don't know we'll see it's not the worst idea just doesn't really make that much sense now trading back completely different conversation which we can have of course here over the next month as we lead up to the NFL draft and Considering the quarterback options that are out there, and we talked about them ad nauseum, I'm just thinking now more about Baker Mayfield and Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't think they're going to add Mike Lennon. I don't think they're going to add, obviously, Andy Dalton's now going to be a New Orleans Saint. Those two guys want to be traded, and the teams want to trade them. But can they trade them? Would it just make more sense for the Carolina Panthers to go through the process and wait out Baker Mayfield and Jimmy Garoppolo? Or, hell, say screw. Let's go ahead and get one of these guys and, I guess, basically play your hand before the draft. We'll get into it here in just a moment.
1: Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: A lot of the talk down at the NFL owners meetings down in Palm Beach, Florida at the Breakers was about what's going to happen with Jimmy Garoppolo, the quarterback of the San Francisco 49ers who led him to a Super Bowl and an NFC title game two out of the last three seasons. And what's going to happen to Baker Mayfield who went from QB one to to QB three in the process of three days as the Browns traded for Deshaun Watson, then signed as Gobi Percet, And their head coach, Kevin Stefanski, says that they hope that they can get that settled in a timely manner. Although it doesn't seem like it's going to happen in a timely manner, as no teams seem to be very interested in Baker Mayfield and the Carolina Panthers are included as reports came out last week from Aaron Wilson of Pro Football Network, who has been all over the Deshaun Watson uh, cases and news and all the trade Hubble Blue, um, he's been all over that. He was also all over Baker Mayfield and what he's, what's his future going to be, Or he reported that the Panthers and Baker Mayfield have mutual disinterest in working with each other. And there's been other reports out there from Adam Schefter and Ian Rappaport and other NFL insiders that the main holding or, stick up or sticking point for um, Baker Mayfield is that teams don't want to pay him $18.858 million. And if that number sounds familiar, That's the amount of money the Carolina Panthers are paying Sam Darnold this season by exercising his fifth-year option, which the Browns also did last year with Baker Mayfield. Now, the thought back then was likely that he would still be in Cleveland, and had they not got Deshaun Watson, I know that Baker Mayfield put in a trade request, and they were going to deal with the temper tantrum, and they were going to keep him there in Cleveland because they didn't have any other options. Well, now they do not want to have him, and teams don't want to have Baker Mayfield for that price. Makes you think that it's going to be a toxic situation and they got to figure out some way to offload them. Mike Florio was on Rich Eisen show on Monday, was talking about both Garoppolo and Baker Mayfield, saying that he thinks at some point in time here in the near future that both of those teams will have no choice but to cut those players. Now, San Francisco, they've been different in their dialogue about Jimmy Garoppolo. They want to trade Jimmy. They would have probably already traded Jimmy Garoppolo by now had he not suffered that shoulder injury that hurt him in the playoffs. And he had to have shoulder surgery that now will have him out until the summer. Garoppolo's camp says that he'll be available, able to throw well before training camp. The problem is likely to miss all OTAs and mandatory mini camp when he would be learning the offense and hopefully becoming a leader of your offense, which is not really going to happen. It's not just Garoppolo is injured. It's also, there's not a lot of options out there. The options are Carolina, And pretty much Seattle and Pittsburgh's already got Mitch Trubisky. The Falcons already have Marcus Mariota. The Saints are going to roll with um, Jameis Winston again. Not a ton of options out there. Colts went out there and got uh, Matt Ryan in a trade. And Carson Wentz is a commander? (laughs) Still weird saying that. Washington still draft a quarterback. Not a lot of options out there for either one of these two guys. They want to be starting quarterbacks next season. I don't think that San Francisco is necessarily worried about Garoppolo going to Seattle and hurting them in the division. Cause if they were all that concerned about Jimmy G well, they still, they felt that highly of him. He would still be, well, he would be in the plans to be the starting quarterback in 2022. The conversation from Kyle, Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch all week has been that they would like to keep him around. They're going to be patient about it. And they're not going to just offload Jimmy G. You would like to get assets. If you're San Francisco, what, what assets are you going to get? You played your hand. Everyone knows as soon as you drafted up to get Trey Lance, that, Jimmy G was only going to play for one last season. All the conversation at the press conference throughout the season was, hey, this is going to be Jimmy's last time. And the way that they talked, everyone knew that game against the Rams would be his final game. After that game, everyone knew it. Before that game, everyone knew it. Months before, everyone knew that Jimmy Garoppolo would not be the starting quarterback in San Francisco in 2022. Now, it could still happen if they go through the rest of the offseason process, can't get what they want for Jimmy G. And if they decide that it makes the most sense for them to just keep him on the roster, which would then not make him an option for Carolina. Now, it's far easier for San Francisco to cut Jimmy Garoppolo than it is for Cleveland to cut Baker Mayfield. If they cut Baker Mayfield, they're going to have to take on an $18.858 million cap hit, which is the same case if the Panthers cut Sam Darnold, which I've seen people say, cut Sam Darnold. Well, you're going to take on an $18.858 million dead cap hit, which is money that is going towards salary cap for players that are no longer on the team. Do you really want to be taking that hit for a player who's no longer in the team? Now, you don't want to be taking the hit for a player who's not good, We would rather at least have him on the roster and a potential that he might add something for the team at some point in that season than getting rid of the dead weight. And it would likely take a buyout for Baker Mayfield to leave Cleveland. But if I'm Baker, that's the biggest payday of his career. I am not taking a dime less than that money. Any team that was willing to take Cleveland, just like the same thing with Sam Darnold would likely like the Panthers would have to, they would pay a portion of it. Like last season, how they trade away Teddy Bridgewater, the Panthers played the majority of his salary. Then Denver took on the rest If the Panthers. were, Excuse me. The Panthers were able to trade Sam Darnold. They would have to give up assets and also pay a large portion of his salary in 2022. Same case for the Cleveland Browns. That's their best case scenario of being able to trade Baker Mayfield. But again, they don't seem to be very interested in doing that. If he gets bought out, then does the tune for Baker and Carolina change? As for Baker, his options are gone. I don't know. Maybe he wants to go to Seattle, but his option, his top option in Indianapolis is no longer here. Would then the Panthers and Baker Bayfield be interested? It matters what happens in the draft next month. That is key. The Panthers end up not taking a quarterback, then he would be on the board. Same thing goes with Garoppolo, which is a lot easier. To cut. If they cut him in San Francisco, they would save $25 million against the salary cap. Apparently, that's been the holdup with negotiations with Nick Bosa and with um, Debo Samuel, two fantastic players for the 49ers. They've been waiting to find a new home for Garoppolo. They just can't find one. If they cut him, then we can have the conversation about bringing in Jimmy G. I didn't want to give up any sort of assets at all for Jimmy Garoppolo, who we've seen what he is. And we know that he's likely not a quarterback who's going to lead you to a well, – What he can get you there, but he's going to win it. When he gets down to crunch time, he's going to be able to make those throws. We didn't see it in that fourth quarter in the final five minutes against the Kansas City Chiefs down in Miami a couple seasons ago, and we didn't see it in January against the Rams. That's SoFi Stadium. We didn't see it. I know a couple weeks prior to that, when they had to win to get into the playoffs, he helped them come back from 17 down and win that game. He's had his moments, but I'm not a huge Jimmy Garoppolo believer. I, I don't think he's as bad as – he's not bad. Just don't think that's the – the answer here, at quarterback for the Carolina Panthers, like just might as well get a rookie and just stick with Darnold for a season instead of waiting for Garoppolo. But they don't go rookie and they want to find competition for Darnold because they keep talking about the competition that they want to bring in for Sam Darnold. This won't be the quarterback room. It won't just be Sam Darnold. It won't just be PJ Walker. There'll be someone else in it. Well, if this going to be someone else. Well, if it's not a rookie, then you would think conventional wisdom would tell you that, OK, well, San Francisco, maybe maybe they want to do right by Jimmy. And they're just like, all right, fine, Jimmy, we're going to cut you. And then you can go find a home in Carolina. They want you go there. With Baker Mayfield, I don't think it's as simple. Buyout, then Baker having to choose. Not the Carolina Panthers, they want to deal with it. I think he's obviously better than Sam Darnold. Just is that necessarily what they want? And Baker already expressed that he doesn't want to be here. So do you want to bring a player who doesn't want to be here to Carolina? I don't know if that fixes anything for either party heading to 2022. Just something to think about. If the Panthers don't take quarterback... Would it be, I don't know, a good idea to kick tires on both of those guys? And should they wait for them and see if the price goes down? Then decide to see, see what they want to do moving into the draft. They could maybe wait a couple of weeks, see what happens there, get closer to the draft, or they could wait after the draft and then settle the position, especially if they decide not to do anything. They're at six when it comes to quarterback, whether it's drafting back and getting one or sitting there and taking a left tackle over taking a quarterback like Malik Willis or Kenny Pickett. We'll see how it all plays out, and I'm just ready to basically get all of this over with. We are at that point of the year where, man, okay, left tackle, quarterback, left tackle, quarterback. What are they going to do? What are they going to do? Like We've been sitting here all offseason long trying to figure out what the Carolina Panthers are going to do at quarterback. It's been the conversation that we continuously have, and I know you're probably tired of it. I'm probably tired to talk about it, but it's what everyone who's a Panther fan is curious to know. Cause it can't just be Sam Darnold, right? It can't all the signs point to it being Sam Darnold again in 2022. But come on, it can't, it cannot just be these two guys. And then you bring on a random off the street to be a practice squad quarterback. It's, there's got to be some some other competition to try and push Sam Darnold. Maybe that's PJ Walker. I doubt it. The XFL Mahomes, as I like to call him, I, I don't think that's going to be the case. Although he is 2 0 as a starter. QB wins, not a stat. Whew. Well, we'll keep talking about here over the next couple of weeks. And yeah, boy. Just ready to get to April 28th. Cannot come soon enough. 29 days until we get there. That's going to wrap it up here on this edition of the Locked on Panthers podcast. Hosted by yours truly, Julian Council. Again, make sure to watch the show and subscribe to the show on YouTube. Thank you to everyone who's done that so far. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. Also, follow us over on Spotify and all of the other podcasting platforms out there for your morning commute, your afternoon commute, or whenever you want to listen to the show. And be sure to follow me on Twitter at Julian Council every single Friday, like tomorrow. answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions. So either at me at Julian Council or DM me at Julian Council or leave a comment on a Monday through Thursday show on YouTube and I'll get to it every single Friday here on Locked on Panthers. Until then, be safe, keep pounding, and I'll talk to y'all on Friday.
1: Hey, Prime members.